You are tuned in to the Alex Cardinelli Entertainment Network here on Blog Talk Radio with your host, the crazy energetic Alex Cardinelli. You can expect the unexpected, and you can expect plenty of craziness. Now, live from Ace Network Studios in Springfield, Mass, is your host, Alex Cardinelli. You are listening to Aquatic Wetline Live from Ace Network. The Aquatic Wetline is the first and original aquarium-keeping podcast that specifically focuses on freshwater fish, and it will continue to focus on freshwater fish. The Aquatic Wetline will discuss everything freshwater from Oscar cichlids and other South and Central America cichlids to catfish, tetras, barbs, and more. Plus, we will also chat saltwater and reptiles. You can expect nothing but the best on Aquatic Wetline. Now let's dive deep into the fish tank and see what our fishy friends have to say tonight. Now, from Ace Network Studios, here is your host, the monster fish lover himself, Oscar Alex Cardinelli. The Aquatic Wetline is brought to you by Akari Sales USA, School of Fish, Inc., Fish Frenzy Tropical Fish, and Blue View Aquatics. Don't forget to head to your local fish store or pet shop to pick up some Hikari products, such as our famous Hikari BioPure Frozen Foods, which include delicious treats such as bloodworms, mysis shrimp, brine shrimp, and more. If you live in Western Massachusetts, be sure to stop by School of Fish, Inc. and Fish Frenzy Tropical Fish for the finest quality in freshwater and saltwater livestock, fish tanks, and more. Now, let's get on with the podcast. Remember, you can download today's podcast via iTunes or by simply going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash aquaalex. Now, Aqua Alex, take it away. Responsible for getting Aqua Alex 
in the fishkeeping hobby, and that's going to be my dad, Nicholas Cardinelli, in a couple of minutes here. And my second guest is going to be Corridor's catfish breeder, Lynn Matney. Now, Lynn has not been on the show since December of 2014, so... This is going to be the first time in six months that I will have the opportunity to interview Corridor's breeder, Lynn Matney. And, of course, we'll talk Corridor's catfish with her, and we'll talk about tonight's topic. So you guys can bet that we're going to have a kick-ass aquarium show to end this week and end the month of May. I'm going to do a fantastic job, and I hope you guys all enjoy this wonderful show that I am going to be putting out there for you. Now, tonight's topic is about the fish-keeping hobby then versus now. We are now going to compare the fish-keeping hobby from the old days to today. So today's theme for our show is fish-keeping then and now, and my two wonderful guests are going to be talking about what it's like to be in the fish-keeping hobby in the older days, and we're going to have tons of fun learning about that. And then we'll chat on how the fishkeeping hobby has progressed. I'll chat about how I am changing in the fishkeeping hobby. And our two wonderful guests for this evening are going to be, like I said, my father, Nick Cardinelli, who got me into the fishkeeping hobby, and Corridor's breeder, Lynn Matney. All right, so we have a lot going on tonight. Now, this show is being broadcast live from my fish room, so I hope all of you, the fish keepers, are listening in your fish room. I'm looking right at my beautiful 120-gallon aquarium and seeing my beautiful Miley's rubber rapinus, my very beautiful Miley's strumbaki, my nice Oscars, my nice Severums, and my beautiful Arowana, and my beautiful Marble Angel. And I'll be talking about my 120 later on in the show. Now, like always, today's show is being broadcast live, and that means you are more than welcome to call in fish keepers. The call-in number tonight is 1-347-989-8142. So, fish keepers, go ahead and call in. one Three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Tell me how long you have been in the aquarium hobby. Tell me exactly your thoughts and how the fish keeping hobby has changed. Or call in and discuss your personal favorite fish. That's one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. You know, I love chatting with other fish keepers. So I hope tonight that we will have one or two callers on top of our guest. It's free to call in, so if you have the time to listen live, please go ahead and call in, and I will answer your call as it comes in, and hopefully you'll make this show awesome. I have had several callers call in here before on Aquarium Central and the Aquatic Wetline, but not in a while. So hopefully tonight we'll uh, get a couple of callers. 
But in a couple moments here, we're going to have our first guest of the evening. And our first guest is going to be my dad, Nicholas Cardinelli, who got me into the tropical fish keeping hobby. And right now, my dad has a 29-gallon aquarium with some beautiful fish in it. And dad's going to tell us how he got into the aquarium hobby and how was it like when he got in the aquarium hobby and things of that nature. So we're going to have a fantastic chat. Now, like I said earlier, my dad is responsible for me being in the aquarium hobby. I was born in the aquarium hobby. When I was born in 1993, my dad had already been in the fishkeeping hobby for quite a long time. So I grew up looking at fish tanks. I grew up looking at aquariums. And by the age of 13, I had my very own aquarium. And it was a 55-gallon aquarium with an Oscar, a Red Devil, a Paku, I believe, a Pleco, and some other things. And, of course, um, I ended up rehoming a lot of those fish because I was a beginner at that time. But fast forward to me now being 21 years old with my 120-gallon aquarium, and I have to say that every fish I've had, I've learned from my dad. And everything I know about the aquarium hobby, most of it, I have learned from my dad and the technology era. Research is very easy now with computers, and all you have to do is go on Google and research a tropical fish species, and you're going to be able to find out a lot of great information. But back in the 2000s and the early 2005s, we didn't really have computers, so my dad taught me a lot about the fish-keeping hobby that I didn't know. Like I said, a lot of the stuff that I do know, I learned from my dad. So I am very thankful that I was one of the people that was born into the aquarium hobby. There are probably a lot of other people out there who were born into the aquarium hobby, and I know that a majority of people who have been in the hobby have been in the hobby for a long time, like I have been. So like I said, I've been in the hobby for about, uh, let's say, 13 or 14 years, and I definitely really enjoy it. Okay, so that's a, a great way to start off our show, and I'm just waiting for my first guest to arrive, and when he arrives, we're going to have a fun one-on-one -on -one interview. Now, later on in the show, I will discuss my 120-gallon aquarium and how the fish-keeping hobby has progressed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our first guest is here. So let me introduce you guys to the man that created Aqua Alex and the man that got me into the fishkeeping hobby. So our first guest for tonight's show is none other than fishkeeper Nicholas Cardinelli, a.k.a. my dad. How are you doing today, Dad? And thank you so much for being a wonderful guest tonight. Hi, Alex. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing good. Uh, just enjoying your show. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for being a guest tonight. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Now, I know you've been in the aquarium hobby for a long time, but how long have you been in the aquarium hobby? Oh, gosh. i got to say, let me see, at least 40 years. 
Yeah, around yeah, 40 years. Yeah, you had fish way before I was born. Yeah, way, way before you were born. <laughs> yeah. Almost two, almost two of you. Yeah, yeah you, you've been in the hobby a while. You must like the fish-keeping hobby, right? Yeah, I used to have all big tanks. Now I got a little 29-gallon tank, and I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's cool. Easy you, up, you, yeah, you take good care of your fish. It's easy to keep it up and, you know. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, what kind of fish did you keep in the past? Uh, right now I just have a single convict. I don't want to overload it or anything like that. Uh, and that, that's even pushing it a little too much, but, uh... I don't know. I was thinking about it. Once he outgrows it, going with some goldfish or something. I don't know. Try something new. Yeah, that's cool. Goldfish are uh, are kind of cool. So that's what you have in your uh, 29. But uh, what fish did you have in your past? Like, what did you keep as a fish keeper moving all the years, throughout the years? Oh, God. I've kept everything from red tail catfish to arowanas to Oscars to. Everything you can think of I've had. Texas cichlids, uh, Jack Dempsey's. I've had everything, really. Uh, I've had uh, one of my favorites was a giant gourami. I've had several of those, the real big ones. But they tend to get too mean and aggressive. Uh, let me see. I've had a... Jardini arowana, those were my favorite arowana. I love that. I love those. That was one of my favorite arowanas. Uh, let me see what else. Uh, I've had a few different catfish, channel cats. I love channel cats. I love tacos, even though my tank wasn't really big enough, I still kept them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had a 125. Nice. Uh, yeah. I've kept the salmon fish throughout the years. Yeah, you got me into the monster fish. I started liking the uh, monster fish after I saw your beautiful 125. I like the monster fish, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, that's the way to go. If you're going to keep fish, keep them big. But, I mean, yeah. I, I, got, I got worn out with them. With their upkeep and their food and they go through nothing and you get feeders and stuff like that. Even though a lot of people don't like giving them feeders, sometimes you got them. Yeah, especially for the picky eaters. Yeah. That's As true. A treat. Yep. Nice. So I know you've been in the uh, aquarium hobby for a while. So I know that today's topic is fish keeping then versus now. So if you don't mind, could you compare the fish keeping hobby from back in the late 80s to today? I think back then it was a lot simpler. It depended a lot more on water changes. As of today, it depends more on mechanical cleanings. It's more sump filtrations and stuff like that. Back then, I used to do two or three 
water changes a day a week. I mean, back then you had to, you know, all you had was hang on the back filters and and you had to do a lot more water changes. But I used I didn't care. I was younger and I loved doing them. Uh, and back then, in my opinion, there was a lot more fisher available. I mean. There was a lot of marijuanas were available at every store. Snakeheads were available. They were, those were they were some of my favorite fish snakeheads. And can you'll never see those around anymore. Uh, and the fish tanks were a lot bigger and a lot heavier in my opinion back then. Now they're more slick. They're more slicker. They're a little heavier, I think, though, nowadays, I think, heavy weight-wise. I remember we had a hard time getting your 120 in the house. That was sure was heavy compared to my 125. My 125 didn't seem to be that heavy, did it? No, compared to the 125, the 120 was uh, really, really heavy. It took, like, four of us. Yeah. Yeah. I think... I think back in the back in the eighties and the nineties, fish keeping was a lot more simpler than it was nowadays. Yeah, it seems a lot more. It seems a lot more complex nowadays. Yeah, yeah. I believe it was a lot more popular back then too. That's why the, so much fish were were available. Now, now, nowadays everything is almost all saltwater. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's back then saltwater. Back then, saltwater was far in between. You you hardly knew anybody that had saltwater, and those people that had saltwater were rich. Yeah, that's now just true. about now just about anybody can get saltwater, really. Yeah, I'm more partial to freshwater. Though freshwater is uh, much easier than saltwater. All you got really got to do is uh, have good equipment and do plenty of water changes for a freshwater tank. Yeah, I'll always stay freshwater. I'll always stay I mean, freshwater. I mean, uh, discus are like saltwater fish, and they're a lot easier to take care of than saltwater. Yeah. See, discus isn't something I'd be interested in right now. I'm just starting to get back into fish keeping, and I, they they need a lot of care and and upkeep, and and appreciate my convict is exactly what I want to do. Yeah, that's you a know? pretty good hardy fish for you. Yeah. With a Maybe lot of you attitude. Maybe some uh, convict and make some profit from them. Yeah. Nowadays in the hobby, a lot of people use comic babies as peters. <laughs> yeah, especially those who have Oscars and uh, other large fish, but it's a way to save money instead of buying uh, goldfish, and you can make your own uh, feeders out of convicts. A lot cleaner, too. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah. So how popular was the freshwater fish back when you started in the aquarium hobby? That's all there really was. That's all there really was. Back the store that we used, the School of Fish, was used to be called James. Your 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 supporter there is, used to be called James, and all it was was a little garage, and a little 
sides of a garage, and uh, I got my first Oscar from here. I never forget. It was about eight inches. I got them for three bucks. The old man told me, the grandfather, he's dead now. He told me to take care of him. I got him for three bucks. Got him. Put him in my, I had a 55-gallon tank back then. I didn't know any better. And I had him for a year. And I went up to a 75. And just kept growing and growing more and more until I got up into my 125 after I married your mother. And I had that for years and years. Then I got another one. And then finally spring a week and uh, went a couple years without nothing. And now I got a 29. Maybe someday when all my kids are growing up and gone, I'll get another one. I don't know. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, that's yeah. that pretty cool that you got that Oscar for $3. It's kind of rare to find Oscar for $3 nowadays. Well, don't forget, this is back in 1989. <laughs> this is way back. Yeah, I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> when three bucks meant something. Yeah, like three bucks back then is probably like $30 today. Well, I wouldn't say that. Three bucks back then is like 15 bucks now. Oh, yeah, that's Something true, like too. that. He was a nice old guy. Yeah, that's a pretty good fish store. James was awesome, and School of Fish is good, too. Yeah. School of Fish is all right. They, they're good. James is a nice guy. Yeah, that's true. So uh, what, what is your thoughts on me being in the fish-keeping hobby after you? Well, I'm proud of you. You're doing a good job. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be entering into the discus hobby. You n- you never actually ever experienced into, into discus, so I'll kind of be like a family first. I'll be the first person in our family to have discus. I think you should get ready. I think you should get prepared first. I think you should buy a better filter first and do that stuff first. Thing. That's yeah, my honest that's opinion, but... Yeah, that's definitely true. I'm definitely going to be buying a a better filter, probably a, either a canister or an AquaClear 70 uh, hang on the back, because the AquaClears are, are the best hang on the back filters, in my opinion. Yeah. Those are the ones that yeah. have, like, a silver box. Yeah. <clears throat> uh. Yeah. Fish keeping has been good to me. Yeah, I love the fish keeping hobby. It's something that is uh, very productive, and you know you can't get in trouble from keeping fish. Wish we could get a couple of callers here now. I, I do too. So if anyone is listening live and you have a couple of questions for us, please go ahead and call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. That's one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Now, I know you used to love uh, piranhas, and you, we were able to keep piranhas for a while. I wish that piranhas were uh, legal to keep here in uh, Massachusetts because I love the ROMs. Piranhas are a cool fish, right? What? Pretty soon. Yeah. There, there's, there's too much hype about them. Everybody gets all hyped up with all them piranhas. All they are are scared little fish. Yeah, I, I agree with you, you on that. They're, they're very skittish. You walk by the tank and they dart 
smashing their face side to side into the tank. You put your put your hand inside the tank, all they do is go up into the corner of the tank. The only, the only product the only that I like is... Oh, go ahead. Sorry for interrupting. No, go ahead. I was going to say, the only product that I like is the uh, Black Rom and the Manielli. Oh, yeah. The only thing about Manielli is they, they're too sensitive when you travel. When you travel, they uh, don't do too well. Shipping. Yeah, yeah I heard that. Record. Yeah, it's a shame. That's probably why the uh, online stores don't sell them that often. I was going to order one from Aquascape once, and he warned me not to. He said they have a bad track record, so you know that it's true. Yeah, it's a shame. They're they're one of the the most beautiful uh, piranhas, but I actually I actually like the silver dollars, like the uh, black bar silver dollars. There is a species out there that gets almost the size of a paku, but you can keep it for life in a 120. That's the wide bar silver dollar. Those are pretty cool. They look just like a manioli. My favorite piranhas are the longatus. That was the favorite one I ever had. The long one there. Yeah, I, I remember you having them in the 125. They look like a nice uh, pike, one of those, or one of those uh, tiger fish. Those are pretty cool looking. Yeah, they attack. They strike really quick. It's fun. They're, they're cool. I know uh, Jeremy Wade, every time he goes down to the Amazon, he catches a lot of piranhas. And uh, I was watching one episode yeah. this morning, and he caught a massive uh, black rum. Oh, really? Yeah, it was pretty cool. I know one of your friends had a huge fish tank, too. I think his name was uh, Steve Jessup or something, right? Oh, uh, our uh, our guest uh, um, dropped for some reason. But uh, that, that, that guest tonight, our first guest tonight was... Um... Oh, you dropped. Yes, sir. All right. Okay, so that was our guest. That was my dad, uh, Nicholas Cardinelli. He had to run. So many thanks to my dad for being a wonderful guest tonight. I would like to say thank you, Dad, for being a wonderful guest tonight. So that was our first guest tonight, and then we're going to have a second guest later on in the show. Our second guest is going to be Mrs. Lynn Matney, a Corridors breeder. But, like I said, I want to say thank you to my dad for being a great guest tonight. All right, Fish Keepers, go ahead and call in at 1-347-989-8142 to go ahead and discuss how long you have been in the tropical fish keeping hobby and discuss what you think of the tropical fish keeping hobby. So, right now, I'll go ahead and uh, tell the story of my dad's friend because he has to run and then we will uh, discuss some other topics and have some fun tonight here on Aquarium Central alright so my dad actually had an awesome friend when he was working and his name was Steve Jessup now he had a huge huge aquarium I want to say it was like a 150 or 200 and like my dad pointed out, the tanks back in the older days were a lot bigger. So 
a 150 back in the 90s or late 80s is a lot huger than our 150s that we have now. So he had massive fish. My dad's friend Steve Jessup had some huge fish. I remember that uh, Steve had a massive Milosoma silver dollar, and Milosoma silver dollars are one of the biggest silver dollars that you will find on the market. And it was actually a very cool silver dollar, and it's one that I definitely enjoyed. He also had um, huge arowanas, huge clown knives, huge pakus, huge oscars, and a lot of wonderful fish. He was very experienced in the aquarium hobby. He also had a very beautiful discus aquarium, and he was one of the most successful discus keepers in the Western Mass area. Um, if I remember correctly, he had a, like a 55 or a 75-gallon aquarium, and it had some beautiful discus as well as some beautiful angels. And at one point, I think there was African cichlids in a second tank. So he had a monster tank, he had discus, African cichlids, and I believe at one point he even had um, salt water, but I'm not sure if I remember correctly, because this is 20 years ago or so. And, um, yeah, Steve Jessup was awesome in the fish-keeping hobby. So Steve Jessup also provided me a lot of great information about the fish-keeping hobby. Steve taught my dad everything my dad knows about the aquarium hobby, and then he taught me everything I know. So it was nice knowing Steve Jessup in the aquarium hobby. Unfortunately, Steve Jessup is, is not a fish keeper anymore, um, but he enjoys fish. We haven't seen him for years, though. So, once again, thank you, Nicholas Cardinelli, my dad, for being a great guest. He got Aqua Alex into the fish keeping hobby. You are listening live to the Aquatic Wetline Radio Show, hosted by a fish keeper for fish keepers. What's swimming in the tank today? What tropical fish are we talking about today? Let's dive into the fish tank and find out. Feel free to call in at 347-989-8142 with any questions or comments about tropical fish or the topic for today. We'll see you right now here on the Aquatic Wetline. Enjoy the show. Tuned in live to the Aquatic Wetline. Don't be a scared little guppy and call in at 1-347-989-8142 for all your fish keeping needs. Okay, so now I want to talk about fish keeping hobby then versus now for me personally right here on Aquarium Central. Now, earlier on the show, I discussed my first tank. So I'm going to go ahead and discuss my first tank in depth with you right here on Aquarium Central. Now, my first tank was a 55-gallon aquarium, and I actually uh, put water in it the first day I got it, and I turned my filters on, and I got a heater. And I bought this tank from one of my dad's old friends, I believe, and I think I got a wonderful deal on it. And uh, not knowing any better, I filled it with water, I turned the equipment on, and then I ran to the fish store and bought some fish. 
I did not do an aquarium cycle like I was supposed to do, but hey, I was a young 13-year-old kid, and this was my very first aquarium, so you know how 13-year-olds are. They're very impatient. So, like I said, I went to the fish store, and I bought one Oscar, I bought a Red Devil, I bought a Paku, a Pleco, and I think I bought some other fish. And I came home, and I acclimated them to my aquarium. Now, mind you, this is when my dad was at work. It was during summer vacation because school was out. So my dad had no clue that I went out and bought fish because my dad had told me, do not buy fish until your tank cycles three or four days. He was actually going to go to the store with me and um, buy fish, but, you know, all 13-year-olds are. We're defiant. We want things our way. So I went and did things my way, and I actually got punished for a few days, and I had to return almost all my fish, but I was able to keep the uh, one Oscar, the Pleco, and I think I had $2 in the aquarium. And that was my first aquarium. That was a 55-gallon aquarium with an Oscar, silver dollars, and a uh, Pleco. Now, like I said earlier in the show, like my dad pointed it out, the older 55 gallons are a lot bigger than the current ones. So this one was like a little thicker glass and a little wider than the current one, so it was able to house an Oscar. So I raced that Oscar for quite a while on that tank. He was like my longest kept fish because I had that Oscar for at least three or four years. He was a uh, red Oscar, and he was a very cool-looking fish, and I really, really enjoyed him. And the sewer dollars lived for a while, too. They got to the size of a dinner plate. Those were very big sewer dollars, and um, I think those were my Lasoma sewer dollars. I'm, I'm not sure. They might have just been regular sewer dollars, but they got huge. And uh, I really did enjoy them. So that was my first aquarium. Now, like I said, this was back in 2004, so we really didn't have Google or online tools to look forward to. So I really did not know what I was doing. So I had to lean on my dad and uh, his friend Steve in the fish store for all my information. And we, we all know how fish stores are. Some of them will give you the right information, and some of them are just looking for a profit. So I'm not sure what to think of that now. I don't know um, if the information they were giving me back then would be considered for sale or accurate information. But back in 2004, the fish store had some interesting and exotic and oddball fish now, in 2004, uh, my fish stores carried exotic plecos, fancy plecos. They had Milosoma sewer dollars. They had black bar sewer dollars. They had wild caught Oscars. They had beautiful Stenker discus. They had some exotic arowanas like black arowanas, Jardini arowanas. They had some beautiful Rumminose tetras, wild tetras from the Amazon. So they had a lot of rare fish in 2004. They had a ton of stingrays and a ton of datnoids and a lot of exotic oddball fish. So back then, the freshwater hobby was blooming because they had a lot of nice, rare freshwater fish in 2004 
when I first entered into the aquarium hobby. And one of the reasons why I entered the aquarium hobby was because I saw those beautiful exotic fish. Now, back in 2004, the saltwater hobby was reserved for people who had a lot of money. And if you were a saltwater fish keeper back then, you were considered to be very rich. And matter of fact, the fish stores would uh, treat you very well because they knew that you would be spending a ton of money. But back then, a lot of people were interested in freshwater fish, and the fish stores made a ton of money on freshwater fish, which is why I believe that a lot of fish stores always carried in the exotic fish. Now, fast forward to now, my fish store has the bread and butter common freshwater fish. They had to special order the rare exotic freshwater fish because if they brought in the rare freshwater fish nine times out of ten, they're not going to sell it right away because up here a lot, of, a lot of people are involved in the saltwater hobby now. Matter of fact, um, the employees at School Fish Inc. know that my dad, myself, and my brother Jimmy are probably perhaps the most common freshwater customers. And it really, um, the good thing is that we support them for the freshwater side. But like I said, in 2004, 11 years ago, um, they had a lot of more interesting rare fish. 11 years ago, think of that, only 11 years, um, the fish store had a rare fish. Now, the only discus they carry is Asian discus. And we all know that sometimes the Asian discus are poor quality. And um, they usually don't have stingrays anymore. Those are special ordered and some other fish. So that's what I remember about the fish keeping hobby back then. I also remember that a lot of the aquarium equipment was much cheaper than it is now. Back then, you can buy like a uh, hang-on-the-back filter for a 120-gallon for like $40. Now it's going to cost you like 70 to 80 maybe 90 to to $100. And back then, fish tank prices were a lot cheaper. You can buy a 125 for three or $400 brand new back then. You could probably buy like the tank itself for three or $400 brand new now, but with the tank stand, lights and everything, you're looking at a grand for a six-foot tank or more. So that's what I remember about the hobby. Now, back then, the only information you had was from going to a library and picking up a tropical fish-keeping book or talking to the owner of a fish store or anything like that. You really didn't have the Internet to help you out. You also had a fish club. Now, my dad and I were a part of a fish club um, like 10 years ago, but we couldn't afford to keep going every month because it did cost a lot of money, so we had to bail. But we will be joining a fish club very soon. Matter of fact, there is the ACA coming to Springfield, Mass. in July of 2015, and uh, we will be going to that, and I definitely cannot wait for that. That's going to be very interesting, and um, it's going to be awesome. Okay?
Oh, darn. My guest, Lynn Matney, can't make it, so I guess I'll uh, end the show a little early today. But that's okay. We can still have a, a pretty good show. We'll have her on our, our next Aquarium Central. Okay, so it really felt great to be in the hobby at the age of 14. So that that's what it's like for how I entered the hobby at four, at uh. 2004. That's what the fish store was like, and um, that's what I, that's how how I pretty much remember it. Now, moving on up, 2007, I upgraded to a 75 gallon aquarium, and then I um, had silver dollars, clown loaches, um, bale of sharks, and all those friendly fish. And then 2010, five years ago. I was given my dad's 125-gallon aquarium, and I had Oscars and all the uh, monster fish. And in 2012, it sprung a leak, and we had to get rid of the 125 because it was an older tank. My dad and I shared the 125 in 2010, and we got two years out of it. And it was an older tank. It was a 1970s model aquarium, so it was no good. And... 2013, I got a 75, and I had that until 2014. 2014, for a while, I had a 55-gallon aquarium. And then in 2015, this year, I got my 125, or excuse me, my 120-gallon aquarium. This year, I got my beautiful 120, which is very nice. All right. So the fish-keeping hobby has changed a lot in Western Mass because we don't have that many exotic fish as we did back in 2004. But there is still a lot of cool freshwater fish. I know Dave from School of Fish, Inc., you can special order any kind of freshwater fish that you want as long as the wholesaler has it for you. And um, he is willing to carry almost any fish as long as people will buy it. Okay, so that is uh, wonderful. All right. Now, is freshwater fish still popular? Uh, I think so. There is a lot of people out there who still like freshwater fish. I do, you do, and all my listeners of the Aquatic Wetline love freshwater fish. Now, a lot of people love discus, a lot of people love oscars, a lot of people love angelfish, a lot of people love common tetras and community fish. So I feel that freshwater fish are still very popular, even though saltwater is gaining a lot of attention. Okay, I think freshwater fish is still very, very, very popular. All right, the next thing I want to talk about is some freshwater fish that are still common from the 1970s to now. The first one is an Oscar cichlid. Everybody loves Oscars. Now, I'm going to quote my good friend, Mr. Andrew Fensky. He says, Oscar cichlids are so 1970s. And while he's right... um, there's still a lot of people in 2015 who still love their Oscars. So, Andy, 
Um, even though the Oscars are from the 1970s, they don't belong in the 1970s anymore. They're still very popular in 2015. Even though I'm leaving the Oscar hobby, I have a wonderful Facebook group called Oscar Secret Keepers that proves to me Oscars are still very well popular because I have over 500 members in my Oscar Secret Keepers group on Facebook. 500 members. So I'm telling you that if there's 500 members on my Oscar group, there's probably a thousand more out there that love Oscars. So Oscars are still very common in the 1970s. Next is the freshwater angelfish. Angelfish have been around for decades, and many people adore and love angelfish. Now, there's tons of angelfish groups on Facebook that have plenty of members. I'm talking 500 to 1,000 members on those angelfish groups on Facebook. There's wonderful forums on angelfish. And let's not forget that the angelfish species has evolved. There are many domesticated varieties of the Tuscalar angel. Some newer species have been introduced to the angelfish in the 21st century. Now we have things like Filipino angelfish, like the blue ghost angels, the turquoise blue angels, the ghost angels, the koi angels, etc. Back in the 1970s, you did not have all those beautiful kinds of angelfish. You had the plain, run-of-the-mill angelfish. All right? But now you've got all these wonderful species. Another freshwater fish that is very popular in the aquarium hobby right now is a fish we know as the discus fish. Now, discus are very, very beautiful. But back in the 1970s, in the 1980s, you only had two varieties of discus. You had the turquoise discus and you had the wild discus. Now, I don't know much about discus because I never had the opportunity to keep them, but what I do know is they have evolved to be very hardy and to live in almost any water condition. The Stenker discus has evolved very much, and the Stenker discus can be kept by almost anyone because they're very hardy. Back in the old days in the 1970s, discus were very sensitive, and only the experts would be able to keep them. But now you got people like my good friend William T. keeping them, and you've got people um, that are not even experts having them in the aquarium hobby. So discus have evolved, and they're still very popular. Matter of fact, there are a lot of beautiful colorations out there of discus. You don't have to be an expert to keep discus. Hell, you can be a beginner to keep discus. All you need to know is how to maintain a stable pH and how to do water changes, and you have to make sure your water temperature is about 85 degrees Fahrenheit for discus. All right, and I will be doing a series on discus right here on the aquatic wetline um, because I am going to be getting into discus because I want to explore the beauty of keeping discus. Now, my fish store worker, 
uh, told me that there are more varieties of discus now than there ever was. He said that he never, ever understood how there can be so many varieties of discus. But I think it all boils down to the popularity of discus. You have places like Discus Hans, the largest importer of Stenker Discus into the United States of America. And when he advertises that his discus can live in almost any water, people are going to be interested in keeping discus like myself personally. I am interested in Stenker Discus after hearing that. So discus have been growing since 1997, and uh, they're going to continue to grow. Now, African cichlids have grown in popularity. A lot of people are interested in them. They're very beautiful. Planted aquariums have definitely grown. I've seen a large, lot of people wanting to try live plants. I don't know if it's good or bad because I've never, ever had the opportunity of keeping live plants, but I know a lot of people love and support live plants. And last but not least, tetras have grown significantly. Barbs have grown significantly. So a lot of the fish that were popular in the 1970s are still around today. Now, plecos are one that are extremely popular still. A lot of people love fancy plecos, like myself included, and I don't think that they're ever, ever going away. Uh-uh. I think plecos are going to be around for as long as the fishkeeping hobby is around. A lot of people love their fancy plecos, and so don't I. You guys know I love the blue phantom pleco, the green phantom pleco, the royal pleco, and all of the wonderful species of pleco out there. All right, my next topic I want to talk about tonight is some of the fish species I've never, ever been able to keep. One, the discus. Now, as I told you guys before, I had experienced discus one time, but I bought discus from an unreliable source, an unreasonable source, and um, it cost me. They say quality is better than quantity. And I'm talking about quantity, and I'm talking about the price. Now, if you're going to be buying cheap discus, you're getting cheap quality discus. So always remember that. So I've never had discus. Let's just say I'm going to forget that the first two discus that I bought were parasites, and I lost them. So I'm just going to say I never had discus because I'm still upset at all the money I lost at that group of discus because I didn't quarantine them, and um, I bought from an unreliable source. So I never had discus. I never ever had the opportunity to have, um, what's that fish called? Oh, I never had the opportunity to have frontosias. I never had the opportunity to, oh, wait a minute, what am I, yes, I did have frontosias. I had frontosias in a 75-gallon aquarium. So, it's been, I've been in the hobby a long time, so I think I pretty much kept everything. Um, the only assumption being I've never had discus. Um, oh, I've never had brackish water fish. Uh, so discus, brackish water fish, 
Let's see. Hmm. Some of the Tetris fish they never had because I've never been keeping community fish. Uh, I've never kept some of the fancier species of barbs. Um, uh, let's see, I never kept expensive stingrays. So there's a lot of fish I've never kept. But I am going to be trying a fish that I've had a bad experience with and a fish that I'm considering that I've never kept. And I'll explain that in a few minutes. All right, fish keepers, the call-in number is 1-347-989-8142. Go ahead and call in and discuss how long you've been in the fish-keeping hobby, what it was like when you got in the fish-keeping hobby, and more. And that reminds me, where the hell is my co-host, fish keeper Jeff? I have not heard a single word from him all week. I don't think he wants to co-host the Aquatic Wetland anymore. I don't know. But um, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Has anyone ever heard from Jeff? Uh, he's a wonderful co-host, and I'm just wondering where the hell he is. Anyways, uh, callers, the call number is one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Go ahead and uh, call in. All right. So, I am officially going to be entering into the world of discus. I am going to be converting my 120-gallon aquarium to a very beautiful discus aquarium. Yes, that's right. I'll be making my 120 at discus aquarium. Now, as my dad alluded to earlier, I'm going to have to change my 120-gallon around. I'm going to have to buy a new filter. I have the... Uh, uh, Marineland Penguin filter, and quite honestly, I don't think that it's a good filter. I don't like it. And I also have an Aquion Quiet Flow 7590 on my 120, and that is definitely staying for my discus tank. I love the Aquion filter. But I will be buying a canister filter or an Aqua Clear 110. An Aqua Clear 110 is probably the best hang on the back filter on the market. I think the Aqua Clear 110 is awesome. Um, the Aqua Clear 110 is perhaps the best. Hang on the back filter. Now, I definitely enjoy canister filters too, so I have yet to receive my canister filter from SK International, but if I don't get that within a week, I'm just going to be buying a uh, Fluval canister filter or a canister filter from another company, the SS6 or the FX6 is a beautiful canister filter. And my friend has one on his 120 that is very nice looking. He has a very nice filter. And um, another filter that I, I am considering is the old classic sponge filter, but it will look out of place in uh, my aquarium. Now, I'm definitely going to get rid of all my gravel. That natural river rock gravel makes my tank look cloudy, and I can't stand that gravel. Man, I can't stand it, so I'm eager to get rid of it. And I'll be disposing that gravel on uh, Wednesday. So anyone from Western Mass, if you want some free river rock gravel, I will uh, take it out of my tank and give it to you. But if not, I'm going to be tossing it in the trash. I know, I know, I paid $15 for it, but I don't like it, so I'm personally going to dump it. But if you want it, and you're from Western Mass, you can have it. Now, 
uh, it does make your tank look cloudy. Well, not cloudy, but it makes it look brown because of the, the color, and I don't like that color, so I'll be going, getting rid of it. But my discus tank is going to be bare bottom, and it's going to have um, driftwood and some fake plants and things of that nature. And tomorrow, I'm actually buying a very good heater, and I'm going to be buying an uh, electronic heater that's going to tell me the temperature of the aquarium, and I'm going to buy another API test kit because I'm going to test my discus water every five minutes to make sure it's perfect. And uh, pretty much that's it. Now, I am going to be doing a show on discus on Tuesday, June 9th, and I can't wait for that. So Tuesday, June 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to tell you all about me transforming my 120 into a discus aquarium. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Tuesday, June 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern, I will tell you guys about me transforming my discus, my 120 into a discus aquarium. All right, and I'll tell you what kind of discus I'm going to have and things of that nature. There's also going to be a new series called Discus Cichlid Keepers Hour debuting right here on the Aquatic Wetline. All right, so I think it's time for our very first commercial break of the evening. Now, my lovely sponsors have been nice enough to allow the Ace Network and Aquarium Central and the Aquatic Wetline stay premium. So it's time to hear a word from our great sponsors. Today's episode of the Aquatic Wetline is being brought to you by Hakari Sales USA, offering your fish and my fish the best quality tropical fish food. I am feeding my fish right now, and I see my Red Oaks eating. I see my Oscars eating. I see my Severums eating. And shockingly, yes, shockingly, I see my silver arowana eating Akari, sick with gold pellets. Yes, you heard me right, folks. My silver arowana is eating Hakari cichlid gold pellets. He loves Hakari food. This commercial break is also being sponsored by School of Fish, Inc., some of the best tropical fish livestock and tropical fish equipment in Western Mass. This commercial break is being sponsored by Cheesecakes by Design, offering my listeners some quality cheesecakes shipped straight to your door anywhere in the United States of America. Um, Dakota Network's Paranormal Hour, the Euphoric Network, and AC Food Reviews. Coming up next on the Aquatic Wetlands Aquarium Central, I'll talk about how has technology changed the fish keeping world, is it a good or bad thing, and the best fish forms and Facebook groups. Stick around, folks. We're back with more after this. Hikari offers a wide selection of aquatic diets to help you and your fishy friend find success. With more than 137 years of aquatic experience, Hikari was the originator of species-specific diets long before others thought it was important or trendy, and the first to bring unique products to fish keepers like algae wafers, the world's first diet specifically formulated for Picosinus, Micropellets, the world's first micro-coated aquatic diet for tropical fish, Saki Hikari, the world's first probiotic-enhanced diet for koi, goldfish, cichlid, and now turtles, and Biopure, the world's cleanest and most nutrition-packed frozen and freeze-dried foods 
industry trendsetters when they were first introduced. When you're looking for the best aquatic diets your hard-earned money can buy for your aquatic pets, look no further than Hikari. Your fish and your wallet will be forever grateful. School of Fish, Inc. offers everything an aquarium hobbyist in western Massachusetts needs. We offer the best alive stock from fresh water to salt water and everything in between. We also have the best corals and live rock. School of Fish, Inc. carries the best brands of fish food, medications, and equipment such as Hikari, Tetra, Marineland, API, and much more. Stop by and check us out today. School of Fish, Inc. located at 1865 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts. And we can be reached at 413-543-1994. We're open Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Closed Tuesdays. Check out School of Fish, Inc. That's School of Fish, I-N-C. On Facebook for exclusive deals, specials, and see what's new. Are you looking for something creamy, moist, and decadent in your life? Do you have a sweet tooth? Well, cheesecakes are the answer for you. Cheesecake by Design offers you a wide variety of cheesecakes and some wonderful flavors. At Cheesecake by Design, you will find a flavor just for you. Whatever it be, a red velvet cheesecake, a strawberry cheesecake, or a cookies and cream cheesecake. We have tons of flavors to fit your needs. We ship fresh cheesecakes all over the United States straight to your door. So next time you're hosting a party, a family get-together, or a cookout, and you need dessert, Order a delicious, moist, creamy cheesecake from Cheesecake by Design. Our cheesecakes are always homemade and made with the freshest possible ingredients. Check out our website and call 336-525-5120 with any questions or to place an order. Are you interested in the paranormal? Do you find it interesting when people tell ghost stories or tell you stories about things that have happened to them that they cannot explain? Then, if you are, join me, Andrew J., on the Dakota Network as I interview paranormal investigators, cryptozoologists, and everything paranormal. You won't be disappointed. So please feel free to come over to the Dakota Network. That's Dakota Network on Blog Talk Radio. And listen to me live as I interview these interesting people. I will have paranormal investigators on there that are going to share EVPs. They're going to talk about some of the more interesting stories they have. So please, come over and check me out. You won't be disappointed. And thank you for your time. Happy, excited, crazy, 
emphatic. How about all four? Yes, folks. Euphoric Network is happy, excited, and crazily emphatic about bringing you high-quality shows. Deeper information on aquarium fish, plants, and decor. Deeper knowledge on news around the world. Choose the fact talk shows with cool cat, unlike anything you have heard before. Inspiring topics on all shows of the norm. Great spiritual messages on Jesus is the word Christian show. New style. New flair. New format. New guests. You won't believe your ears. From Earth to Heaven on One Network, the Euphoric Network. So, surf on over to the Euphoric Network right after this great show here presented by the Ace Network. I'll keep my life up for you. Do you like fast food? Do you like going to restaurants? Well then, check out AC Food Reviews. Alex Cardinelli is going to bring to you some awesome food reviews on the AC Food Review channel on YouTube. Alex will have some phenomenal reviews from McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, Dunkin' Donuts, and much more. All of your favorite fast food places will be reviewed on the AC Food Review. Plus, Alex will dive into the local restaurants and give you some spectacular food reviews. So if you love food, check out AC Food Reviews on YouTube right now. That's AC Food Reviews. Make sure you subscribe to get all of our latest and awesome food reviews. You're tuned in to the Alex Cardinale Entertainment Network here on Blog Talk Radio with your host, the crazy, energetic Alex Cardinale. You can expect the unexpected. And expect plenty of craziness. Now, live from Ace Network Studios in Springfield, Mass., is your host, Alex Cardinale. You are listening live to the Aquatic Wetline Radio Show, hosted by a fish keeper for fish keepers. What's swimming in the tank today? What tropical fish are we talking about today? Let's dive into the fish tank and find out. Feel free to call in at 347-989-8142 with any questions or comments about tropical fish or the topic for today. We'll see you right now here on the Aquatic Wetline. Enjoy the show. Tuned in live to the Aquatic Wetline. Don't be a scared little guppy and call in at 1-347-989-8142 for all your fish keeping needs. Okay, we're back here live on the Aquatic Wetline Aquarium Central series, and we have had a wonderful show thus far. And today we had my dad, Nicholas Cardinelli, as a guest, and we talked about the fish-keeping hobby then versus now. Now, I would love to get a caller or two here on the show. So if you're listening live and you've got some free time, please go ahead and call in 1-347-989-8142 and discuss 
how you got into the fishkeeping hobby, how you think the fishkeeping hobby has changed and more. That's one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. We're not going to have a fishkeeping show until Tuesday, June 9th, I believe, and that'll be my discus show. So I think my discus show is going to be the next fishkeeping show. So go ahead and call in. One three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. All right. So I'm gonna get ready to wrap up this show, but before I do, I got two more topics that I want to talk about and then I'll end this wonderful show. Now, here's what I'll discuss. How has the technology changed the fish keeping world? Is it a good or a bad thing? I'm going to say that technology is a good thing for the fishkeeping hobby. Why? Because of research. People are able to go on Google and research an individual species of fish or individual aquarium equipment or learn a lot about the aquarium hobby simply by doing a research. Now, technology also provides us with fish forms and uh, Facebook fish groups, the Aquatic Wetline, and these wonderful fish-keeping podcasts. So that alone is a good reason um, for technology and the fish-keeping hobby. Also, you've got these online fish stores that are selling fish, and you've got uh, some filters and some heaters that are technology-based now. They'll give you electronic readings of your water parameters and your um, temperature of your aquarium. So I think technology is a good thing for the aquarium hobby, and I think technology is doing better for the aquarium hobby. Um, A lot of aquariums now are technology-based. A lot of the aquarium equipment are technology-based. So I think technology is great for the aquarium hobby. All right, the last things that I'll mention for tonight's show is some wonderful fish forms and some wonderful Facebook groups that I am a part of. I'll start with the fish forms. Back in the old days, I was a regular member of fish forms, but now I barely ever go on fish forms. I have to say, the only fish forms I visit now are monsterfishkeepers.com, aquariacentral.com, simplydiscus.com. Yep, so those are all the forms that I visited, monsterfishkeepers.com, simplydiscus.com, and aquariacentral.com. I don't go on forums that often anymore because I don't have the time, and there's tons of Facebook fish groups out there that I can go to if I ever need information on anything or if I uh, ever want to chat fish. Now, Facebook fish groups, we have Fish Geeks. That's one of my personal favorite fish groups. I love Fish Geeks on Facebook. I love Cichlid Keepers on Facebook. I love uh, Freshwater Fish Freaks. Freshwater fish enthusiast. I love Fishaholics, the aquatic addiction on um, uh, Facebook. So there are a lot of great fish fish groups on Facebook. Um, I also like Oscar Cichlid Keepers group on Facebook. So those are all of the groups that I like on Facebook. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight on Aquarium Central. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I apologize. Lynn Matney could not make it tonight. 
So I'm going to go ahead and cut the show a little earlier than expected. And I apologize. Um, I don't have any clue where my co-host could be, uh, Fishkeeper Jeff. He missed a couple shows this week, so I'm not sure if he's busy or if he's not feeling well or anything. So I have no clue where he is. But this was a great show regardless. I want to say thank you to my dad for being a great guest tonight. And I want to thank you all for listening to this wonderful episode of Aquarium Central and the Aquatic Wetline. I won't be doing another fish show for a week or so. So I hope you guys take great care of your fish. And you check out some of my other fish keeping shows that I've done here on the ACE Network. So, thank you for listening to this wonderful episode. I hope you guys had a wonderful May, and I'm looking forward to a great June. I'm Aqua Alice Cardinelli, and I say, take on and have a great June, and thank you for listening to the Aquatic Wetline. Aqua Alex and my beautiful Silver Arowana, who's gracefully looking at my screen, wants to wish you a pleasant Vaju, and thank you for listening to the Aquatic Wetline. Good night, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Aquatic Wetline here on Ace Network. Oscar Alex and his tank mates at the Aquatic Wetline hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget the Aquatic Wetline airs Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Standard Time, and every other Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, exclusively here on the Ace Network. Fish Keepers, if you enjoyed the show, please copy and paste the URL to your Facebook, Twitter, and Google+. Tank on, Fish Keepers, and Oscar Alex and the Aquatic Wetline swim away. The Aquatic Wetline is off the air. Good night, everybody. podcast belongs to the ACE Network, Alice Cardinelli Entertainment Network. It may not be reused, redistributed without permission from Alice Cardinelli himself. This podcast was recorded live from the Springfield, Massachusetts studio and ACE Network.